Letting go. Letting go is a topic that comes up with me a lot. Um, of course, my program, The Relationship Detox, um, kind of calls for that. That <laughs> means that we're trying to let go of something that we don't like. Um, but I also think that just anyone who is seeking therapy or coaching, you are trying to let go of something. You know, some people come in knowing what that thing is, and some people coming in just knowing that they want something new. But if you want something new, you've got to be able or rather, you it would be helpful for you to get to a space of being able to let some things go. In order, is you know you've heard that in order to bring in something new, you've got to create the space for it. So there is a letting go process. Letting go comes up all the time, and I'm actually doing a free workshop in January, and also a two day workshop in January. Letting go is the topic of the free workshop. Um, that sign up is going to go live on December 13th. So there's that. And then there is the two-day workshop where I'm going to be talking about letting go, trauma bonds, codependency, boundaries, positive thinking, and attachment styles. So it's so, so, so important that we get this down. Letting go is actually the thing that the most people said that they wanted some help with and will be interested in learning more about and learning how to get through it. So I just kind of wanted to throw this shorter podcast out here just to give you a little bit more information about it. That's my phone. I don't know if y'all heard that text come through, but anyway, there's that. So let's go into letting go. Let's go to into let's go into letting go. Okay. So one first thing is first, a lot of people want to know how to let go. Um, but a lot of people also want to know why it's so hard to do it in the first place because they're coming to let go and they have this desire to do it, but they're finding it very, very difficult. And it feels like if I want to just release this thing so badly, why is it so hard? So I want to just talk about why. I want to talk about why it is so difficult um, because I think it's going to help some people forgive themselves for the process, meaning that sometimes we can beat ourselves up for not letting go fast enough, not moving on fast enough. But I think if you understand a little bit about why it is so difficult, it can help to give you some grace in the process and understand that you are not the only one that finds it difficult. Um, it is naturally difficult. And I'm going to talk a little, I'm going to talk a lot about why, uh, how it is naturally difficult to um, let go. Okay. So first up, the past, the past makes it hard to let go. Your emotions are are tied up in moments. Emotions get tied to moments. Really, really good moments and really, really bad moments are the emotion are the moments that emotions attach the best to. So things with a high degree of emotionality, okay? So that can mean a whole lot of joy, ecstasy. It can also mean devastation and grief, right? Those are high degrees of emotional. Mm. Mm. Okay, let's slow down. It's a high degree of emotionality, right? High degree of emotion. So uh, emotions attach easier to those things. It's like the, the, the higher the charge, the more emotions love that. Emotions love highly charged events, okay? So when you have a history of someone, and I want to frame this in, in, the, in the context of toxic relationships because that's what I talk to people the most about. That is what I do. I help people recover from toxic relationships and get to a better, get a, a better personal self and then to re-envision and, and live in current and future relationships in a better way. So I'm going to frame it in the, in the context of toxic relationships. 
you have had a history of moments with that person. If that person was toxic, those moments, you've had a lot of high degree moments. We're just, let's just, let's keep it short there. Cause that word emotionality is driving me nuts right now. So you've had, you've had a history of high degree moments with them. Big highs, big lows. Does that sound about right? Big highs, big lows, the roller coaster effect. So you've had a lot of opportunities for your emotions to attach to those moments. So the past makes it difficult to let go because the emotions are stuck in those moments. And if you haven't taken the time to to really understand what emotions are attached to those moments and also how to release them out of your body, then it would feel like you're stuck because you kind of are. How to the antidote to that. So the way to fight against that meditation and mindfulness, you know, let's just keep it to mindfulness because there are so many different ways to be mindful. And I want to be clear about that. Now, I personally love meditation. Okay. And I, I talk to clients about meditation often, but I also don't say that meditation is the only way to be mindful. Okay. For you, it might be going back to drawing or painting. It might be cooking. It might be going on a run. It might be going to therapy. There are different ways that you can be mindful. So whatever brand of mindfulness you love the best, go with that. Okay. But being mindful means it's, is is sort of synonymous with being present. Whatever is, will bring you into presence is going to help you to tap into whatever emotions are still stuck or feeling stagnant in your body. So the more mindful you are, the more easily you can release those emotions. If you can release emotions more easily, the better you can move on. So there's the, the past, the past makes it difficult to let go. The present makes it difficult to let go. Because your thoughts are habitual, okay? The thoughts that you have in the present moment are habitual thoughts. You have many different thoughts about many different topics throughout the day, but you also have a habit of thinking about certain things. For example, like if I might habitually think about sports and finance, so I also might think about taking out the trash. I might think about going to the gym. I might think about recording a podcast, but maybe my, my, my habit is to think about sports and finance. And so that means that my thoughts are inclined in that direction. Okay. I might be working out thinking about, oh, uh, when I'm on the treadmill, I'm running, thinking about the Cleveland Cavaliers running down the court. Again, like that's my mind habitually being inclined to sports. So that means that even though, even in other situations and other contexts, my mind is finding a way to still bring those habitual thoughts into play. Okay. So everybody has habitual thoughts. And I also, I I don't habitually think about sports and finance actually, but that's just an example. Let me give you a real example. In my past, I was, I habitually thought about relationships. I'm a recovering, anxiously preoccupied, attached person. Um, that's an attachment style. And you'll hear about that in a couple of weeks. My friend Trey is going to be on and he's going to tell you all about those. You're going to love it. But for those of you that do know about attachment styles, um, I identify as that, and I, a recovering, anxiously preoccupied person. So I habitually thought about my relationships. I habitually thought about my partner. I was preoccupied with my partner. Thinking, I was on a hamster wheel thinking about the the day I just had with them, their facial expressions, re, over uh, going over my actions. What did I say? Did I do anything wrong? You know, like that, that's that was a habit of mine. I was thinking about my partnerships. So my habitual thought pattern was relationship partnership. Okay. So we all have, we all have habitual thoughts, even though we think about different things throughout the day. 
right? So let me go, um, let me use that example just a little bit differently. So if my habitual thought is relationship, yes, I can still do other things throughout the day, right? Like let's say I'm cooking breakfast, but maybe when I'm cooking breakfast, my thought brings up those, my, my partner in that moment. So again, you can be doing other things or engaged in other like topics or interactions, whatever, but your mind is still inclined in a certain direction. Okay. So we all have, we all have that. So think about like how a mountain is formed, right? I'm not an earth scientist, but from what I remember, a mountain is formed because earth plates push together for long enough that they keep pushing up and up and up. And I guess at some point it was a hill and then the plates keep pushing together. And at some point it turns into a mountain. Uh, that's, that's what I know about, about mountains. Okay. But I want you to think about your, but I want you to think about your thoughts in the same way. If your thoughts are constantly push, if you're, if you're constantly pushing up against the same thought, that thought sort of creates like a mass. Okay. Like, again, this is, this is all, this is all symbolic. So I don't want you to think that there's a mass growing in your brain. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. What I am, I want you to think about it symbolically. So if you are constantly pushing up against the same thought, so let's say you also share the habitual thought of partnerships, of, of, of being maybe paranoid or hypervigilant about your partner um, or maybe about um, getting a partner or, or rescuing a partner or getting a partner back, right? Maybe you shared that um, habitual thought. If you keep running up against that, that, that thought pattern becomes this sort of mountain mass, okay? And it can, in order to undo it, we have to chip away at it. And there's going to be some times when, um, when you take away big chunks and there's going to be other times when you take away very little, but the point is that you continue to chip away at it. Here's the, the, the big picture. Okay. Here's the big picture. This is how the present is a barrier to you letting go. If you do not disrupt those present thought patterns. So if you continue to rub up against those thoughts without redirecting them, if you do not actively chip away at that mass that has formed, then you will continue to think that thought pattern, the mountain will remain. Okay. So that's another reason why it's difficult to let go. The present, your present thoughts, if they are not, if you are not aware of them and not actively redirecting them, then it can be a barrier to you letting go. The future makes it difficult to let go. Hopes and dreams. So it's super normal to project when you're in, uh, to project into the future when you're in a relationship. And I would even say that, uh, you know, it actually, it makes us feel good, right? Like who really wants to be in a relationship where you can't imagine being with them for another week or you can't imagine being with them for another month, right? Like when you get, when you get to that point, you're probably getting to a place where you're thinking about leaving their relationship, right? Like when you are in a relationship that you actually enjoy being in, you are able to project into the future or able to project is not the right word. Let's say you, um, you at least feel you you perceive that you're able to project into the future and able to sort of like, um, mm, able to like forecast. I'm saying the same thing, I guess. Right. Able to say like, okay, I can imagine being with you next week, next month. So that's super, super normal and nothing necessarily wrong with that. Right. But the, the issue comes when the break happens, when the breakup happens or the separation, whatever you want to call it. Um, when the disruption in the relationship happens and we still have those hopes and dreams of the future, we might have let the person go. Even we, you might have even been the person to, um, activate the break. 
Right. But if you have not released the hopes and the dreams from the future that you've that you've had for that person, then it can feel difficult to let go because you're still in some way hanging on to it, especially if you have if you are not the one to activate the breakup and you have those hopes and dreams and it wasn't your intention to leave those things behind. And now you sort of feel forced to do that right? because that other person is gone. So now you are left with not just the pain of them leaving, but also the pain of not being able to realize what could have been. So the future is a barrier to letting go. So I just wanted to to give you an idea of why it's difficult, because it can feel very frustrating when you are very and when you are willful about it and you are you're intentional about it but it's just not happening so I want you to understand why it's so difficult and be able to give yourself grace about that now how to do something different I mentioned mindfulness right Um, and again I mentioned exploring that and and doing whatever kind of feels good for you Um, however you get present but as far as um, how to let go beyond that Um, I, of course, I recommend talking to a therapist or a coach or someone who is going to be able to support you through the process in a way that isn't like random, that is, uh, that is supported and and proven and, uh, ethical and, you know, all of, all of those things. Of course, I, um, am an advocate for, for therapy. Okay. Of course I am. Um, but I also think that there are other avenues that you can get healing as well. If you're not ready to work one-on-one with someone, um, I do have a letting go workshop that's coming up in January. One is free. It's limited to just 20 people and the two day workshop, which is going to be even better and have um, more how to do these, let this letting go process, how to deal with trauma bonds, how to set boundaries, not just what they are, even though we're going to talk about that as well, but how to do it, what that looks like, um, and making a plan for yourself, uh, codependency, positive thinking, that's all going to be included in the two day workshop. So if you're interested in learning more about creating a plan for yourself, learning more about how to get deeper in this work of letting go and about all of the things that are connected to letting go, like some of the things that I mentioned, then please, please, please check it out. I'm going to leave some links in the show notes. So make sure you get on that before you exit out of here. Y'all, as always, I thank you so much for listening in. I hope that this was helpful for you. If it was, please share it um, and take a second, just a second to rate it. Click the little stars at the bottom or wherever they show up on the little page and uh, review it if you have 30 seconds more. Okay. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for being here and I will see you soon. Thank you.